Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 99 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Jim Bacchus was a prolific film, TV, and radio actor whose career spanned over five decades. He first appeared on radio in 1940, playing millionaire Dexter Hayes on Society Girls. He voiced characters in dozens of radio shows over the next 25 years as well, including Hubert Updike III on The Alan Young Show, The Sad Sack, Jack Benny, Richard Diamond, Father Knows Best, Suspense, The Great Gildersleeve, and many, many more. He also starred in over 100 films, including shorts and voiceovers, with perhaps his most famous role being Mr. Magoo. He went on to star heavily in television as well, appearing in I Mary Joan, Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie, The Brady Bunch, The Danny Thomas Show, and many others. His final appearance was on an advertisement for Orville Redenbacher's Popcorn, with his former Gilligan's Island co-star Natalie Schaefer in 1988. He died in 1989, aged 76. Now sit back and enjoy the August 28, 1945 broadcast of The Alan Young Show, starring Jim Bacchus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go again, you bet you. Yes, here we go again. It's Alan Young, very deep in trouble. And as usual, we got to dig him out. Listen to that young man who tries to be helpful and always needs help himself, Alan Young. Well, now that gas rationing is over, Alan's planning a trip to Canada in his car. Alan's folks live up there in a little town called Ambleside. He hasn't seen them in several years. And as we look in on Alan, he's rereading for the tenth time the latest letter from his mother. Mom gets so sentimental when she writes me. Look how she starts this one. Dear Mr. Young. (laughs) Mom never could remember my first name. My boy, just yesterday, Dad realized that you were gone three years. Up till then, he thought you were in the bathroom. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of rooms, your room is exactly the way you left it. Once a week, I go in to feed the snake. Your collection of bugs give me less trouble. They come down to the kitchen and help themselves. Last week, we had some real excitement. Your dog, Trixie, had nine puppies. Gee, Trixie. (laughs) When I left home, she wasn't even married. (laughs) Son, we're all thrilled to hear that you're finally coming home for a visit. 
Well, I must close now as I have a pot of prunes on the stove and they must be completely stewed. <laughs> Hoping you are the same. <laughs> Your mother. Oh, dear mom. She's a likable sort of chap. <laughs> and good old dad. He was crazy about me. I'll never forget how bad he felt the day I put on my, my first pair of long pants and left home. Dad didn't step out of his room for weeks. How could he? You were wearing his pants. <laughs> oh, it's little David. So you think I stole my father's pants, eh? <laughs> oh, bless you, little... <laughs> David, boy, I'm driving up to Canada to see my folks, you know. You know, Canada, the home of the Northwest Mounted Police, the famous red coat. Coat. No, no, no. The difference is the blue coats just walk a beat all day and they get sore feet. So what? The red coats ride a horse all day and they have their own troubles. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. Mr. Young, when you drive to Canada, what itinerary are you taking? No, oh, it's a few pairs of socks and. <laughs> oh, itinerary? Oh, you mean food and stuff. <laughs> Well, oh, I, yeah, I, I have it all planned out in this road map here in the table. See, could I could follow this black line that curves around here, or this red line that twists over that way. But I think I'll just stick to this white line and go straight north. Hey, that's the crease in the map. <laughs> Wondered how I was going to cross Lake Erie. What are those little black dots on the map? Those little black dots, they represent cities. Well, don't look now, but Brooklyn just crawled up to the Bronx. Most likely a night game at the polo ground, you don't know. Where is this car you're going to drive? My, my car? Well, I had it in storage during the war. But I just took it out this morning. Right now it's in my backyard. If you look out of the window over there, you can see it, kid. Okay. I can't see a thing, Mr. Young. There's a pile of junk in my way. Kid, that's my car. And don't laugh. It so happens that car is a 16-cylinder Rolls Canardly. A Rolls Canardly? Yeah, it rolls down one hill and Canardly get up the next. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't it, David? Yeah. Let's get some hot water and poach it. <laughs> Are you driving all the way to Canada alone? No, David. I put an ad in the paper for a driving companion. Somebody with excellent eyesight. Driving through those mountains is pretty dangerous. You bet you. Well, I wish you luck, Mr. Young. Mm. I'll see you before you go. Meanwhile, as they say in Mexico, la cucaracha. <laughs> oh, come on, David. Peter Van Seeden with a new arrangement of a Latin American favorite, Casita.
tough trip. Good thing I advertised for somebody to share the driving. Somebody with perfect eyesight. Somebody with the eye of an eagle. There's a guy coming up to my porch now. He couldn't be answering my ad. He's so nearsighted. He's tipping his hat to all the trees. <laughs> Poor fellow, I'd better open the door for him. Uh, can I help you? How do you do? <laughs> my name is Ambrose. I came in answer to your ad. Yeah, look, if you're answering my ad for a driving companion, you're out. You have poor eyesight. Poor eyesight? Poor eyesight? I have perfect vision. Are you sure? I'm positive, madam. <laughs> yeah, well... Come inside. We'll discuss this further. Will you please follow me up these stairs? Why, certainly, Mr. Young. You, watch out. You're climbing up the Venetian blinds. Oh. Boy, you ought to do something about your vision. Don't you know that carrots are good for your eyes? Oh, yeah? I nearly go blind every time I try to stick one in. <laughs> By the way, Mr. Yeah. Young, mm -hmm. what part of Canada are you heading for? I'm heading for Saskatchewan. Hmm? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Gesundheit. Thank you. Look, why do you want to go to Canada anyway? I want to join the Northwest Mounted Police. You what? I want to hike over high mountains. I want to swim through deep rivers. I want to break trails through thick forests. I want... I want... Yeah? Can I sit down? I'm tired. <laughs> I couldn't risk letting a man with eyesight like yours drive my car. You think I'm crazy? Think I'm a dope? You think I'm out of my mind? I got a brand new tire. You think we could leave at five in the morning? <laughs> brand new tire. Is it real rubber? No, it's one of those new sympathetic tires. No, no, no. You mean synthetic? No, sympathetic. When one of the other tires blows out, this one blows out too. <laughs> okay, it's a deal. You'll be here at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Are you sure you can find your way to the front door? Oh, of course I could. Well, goodbye, Mr. Young. Uh, yes. Hey, that's not the front door. That's the door to the laundry. <laughs> we'll have to get out of that washing machine by Monday. Westers with a new novelty, Five Salted Peanuts. One look at us, you'd say we're the happiest kids in town. But no, we're so brought down, bad luck's happening. Bad luck is always happening to us. Feel so low, gotta tell you my tale of woe. Honey, money don't mean a thing, but still I sing, sing. Get sick, put a penny in the slot. But all I ever got was five solid peanuts. 
All my money's in, but I don't ever win. It's driving me nuts. Those darn machines know how to count. I always get the same amount. I put a penny in the slot. But all I ever got was... No, I'll never understand. What appeared in the palm of my hand. Was it one? Not one. Two? No, no. How about three? Not three. Four? Uh-uh. Goodness sakes alive. Got some peanuts. Salted peanuts by the number of five. Well, Alan is driving to Canada tomorrow in his alleged automobile. But before he leaves, he's pushing it over to his girlfriend Betty's house. Meanwhile, at Betty's house, the rich and snobbish Hubert Updike is urging her to take another kind of trip. A trip to the altar. For the hundredth time, Hubert, my answer is no. I can't marry you now. How can you refuse me, Betty? I'm so lovely to look at. <laughs> and I can give you so much. I just bought you a little present. It's a new Ford station wagon. And it costs $47,000. You paid $47,000 for a Ford? Yes, Henry made it himself. <laughs> While I was there, I picked up a little job for myself. The pockets are done. But I think the factory reconverted too fast. What do you mean, Hubert? Well, every ten blocks, the car stops and shoots rockets at the pedestrians. <laughs> I've already hit three policemen. Three policemen? Were they mounted? Yes, and they look fine over my fireplace. <laughs> Oh, let's go for a drive, Betty. The chauffeur is waiting. You'll sit in the back and I'll run behind the car. But, Hubert, why don't you get into the car? Betty, I'm an updike. I couldn't ride in the same car with a chauffeur. <laughs> Hubert, you might as well know the truth. I'm in love with Alan Young. Alan Young? Why, he's just a pauper. I don't think he has a million to his name. Besides, he comes from such common stock. What do you mean? Why, his mother eats at the same table with his father. But, Hubert, don't your father and mother eat at the same table? Yes, but they have a lawyer sitting between them. I'll still wait for Alan. He said he was coming over here to tell me something. Maybe he's going to propose. Oh, oh, look out the window. Here he comes down the street now. And the poor idiot doesn't know the war is over. What do you mean? He's dragging a pile of junk for the scrap drive. <laughs> well, look, Hubert, he's putting it right in front of your car. Let's go out on the porch and put a stop to that. Alan Young, get that collection of trash off the strut. <laughs> This is my car. Oh. Oh, Alan, it's beautiful. Did you get the number of the truck that hit it? <laughs> By the way, Hubert, is it safe to park my good old car in front of the house here? You're safe until two o'clock. Oh, is that the parking limit? No, that's when they collect the garbage. <laughs> Oh, that was a witty one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
dare you park that thing next to my car? Why, my car is half Duesenberg and half Parker. It's a racer. So what? My car is half Chrysler and half Jeep. It's a creep. <laughs> if Betty rides with me, she'll be safe. I've got an automatic brake. Yeah? Well, if Betty rides with me, she'll be thrilled. I got an automatic clutch. My car... As I said before, my car has a... I'll try again. My car... My car has a fluid drive. No wonder with a drip at the wheel. Tell me, Alan, uh, where do you plan to go in this sloppy jalopy? Well, I'm driving to the northwestern part of Canada. Uh, how long will this trip take? Well, I have it all figured out. At 60 miles an hour, of course, it takes my car three hours to do it. Uh, from the looks of your car, you ought to get there by November this year. Well, yes and no. What do you mean, yes and no? November, yes. This year, no. <laughs> Well, I'll be jogging along now. Oh, my, I'll have to call my dealer and buy another car. Another car? What's wrong with the car you have outside? It's pointing the wrong way. <laughs> well, goodbye, Alan. And have another shrub. So long. <laughs> going on a long trip tomorrow, and, well, wouldn't it be nice to have someone sit beside you and every now and then lean over and kiss you? And if that nearsighted squirt tries it, I'll break his arm. <laughs> no, Alan. I mean, you're going to drive past Niagara Falls. Doesn't that make you think of something? Good place to stop and fill my radiator? <laughs> what I mean is... This could be made into a honeymoon trip. Oh, no, Betty. I wouldn't go on a honeymoon without you. <laughs> Ellen, we could be married and go to Canada together. They say the scenery is beautiful up there. Mm -hmm. We could go to Lake Louise and Banff. I'll go to Lake Louise, but you'll have to show me how to Banff. <laughs> I, I think I'd like to live in Canada. Huh? In winter, we'd have a dog sled, and you'll yell mush, and I'll yell mush. Yeah. Who's going to watch the dogs while we're mushing? <laughs> Ellen, you don't understand. Yeah. But wouldn't you like to come inside and sit on the couch? After all, you're going away on a long trip. We love each other, and you're a man, and I'm a woman. Yeah. I hope they have the same system in Canada. <laughs> oh, look, I, I... I got a lot of packing to do. Will you see me off tomorrow morning, Betty? Oh, I'll be there, Alan. Goodbye now. See you later. So long, Betty. Uh, I can hardly wait till I hit the open road in this high-powered car of mine. 
I'll zoom down the broad highway, the motor purring smoothly. I step on the gas. The car shoots ahead. 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour. Faster, faster. There's <laughs> no use standing here. I've got to push this thing home. <laughs> the tune twisters to sing Bugle Woogie.
Well, it's the morning of the big trip to Canada. Alan's car is piled high with supplies. And his nearsighted driving companion, Ambrose, has made himself comfortable in the front seat, between the blowout patches and the anchor. All of Alan's friends are gathered around to bid him farewell. Well, good night. All right, stand, stand back, everybody. Stand back. <laughs> I'd give my car a last-minute checkup, you know. See, these headlights have got me a little worried. Better put some glass in or the wind will blow out the candles. <laughs> Those two back tires look pretty well shot. They're worn right down to the band-aids. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but this front tire here is in perfect shape. Just feel that rubber. Uh, good old tire. Better. Now they're all down to the same level. Alan, I don't like to complain, Alan, but why don't you keep this car in better condition? Well, I tried to, Ambrose, but I could say the same for you. I, uh, I couldn't get the parts. The Tinker Toy people were doing more work. Well, it's a short time. A time to start rolling, you know. Oh, please be careful, Alan. Ah, uh, it'll be all right, Betty, as long as it doesn't rain. I got a fast windshield wiper and no windshield. <laughs> Slaps the heck out of me. All ready to start, Alan. Thanks, Amber. What does the gas indicator say? Oh, you got plenty of gas, Alan. The needle is between empty and positively. <laughs> Mr. Young, here's the can of oil you sent me for. Oh, thanks, David Boy. This is just what the motor needed. Be careful not to spill it. It's my mother's last can of Mazola. <laughs> Ambrose, take care of this oil. Look, Alan, I'm telling you, for the last time, I want to drive this car, you understand? I'm driving. Now, which way is the road? <laughs> Ambrose, don't be silly. You can't drive this car. You, you can't see well. You have astigmatism. Or whatever it is. Well, if I can't drive this car, I want my tire back. You leave me no choice. If you take your tire back, I'll only have two left. <laughs> Tell you what I'll, I'll do, Ambrose. I'll let you drive the first two blocks. Okay. I'll move over and you get in the driver's seat. You all set? Yeah. Okay. Say, Alan, this gear shifter's loose. I can't shift it into face. Ambrose, let go of that windshield wiper. <laughs> all right, Alan, let's go. Now, put my foot on the gas and point me north. <laughs> I'm already. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, goodbye Alan. Goodbye. Just step on the starter. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Alan. Goodbye. Caught on! Here we go! We're off to Canada! Oh. Am- Ambrose, you, you concentrate on the driving. See, I'll keep my eye on the road okay. here. Okay. That, we're coming to a busy corner. Better sound my horn good and loud. <laughs> watch, watch out, Ambrose. You're over too far on the right-hand side. But I'm supposed to be on the right-hand side. Not on the right-hand side of the sidewalk. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Ambrose, watch out where you're driving. You're heading straight to that fire hydrant. Oh, 
that was close. You almost hit the dog. <laughs> oh, we're back on the road again. Just watch my car take this big hill. Give it a little more gas, Ambrose. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Listen to that motor hitting on all one cylinder. We're moving much faster now. No wonder the motor just dropped out. Look, we're, we're rolling back down the hill. Stop the car. We're rolling back faster and faster. Grab the emergency brake. I'm not going to open the trunk just for that. <laughs> Ambrose, move over. Let me take the wheel. Stay where you are. I'll hand it to you. Thank you, I got it. But don't worry, now I've got the situation in hand. All this needed was a cool head. Yeah, but Alan, we're going faster. Yeah, stop your backseat driving. Alan Young's at the wheel and all is well. But you're heading for that telephone pole. Watch out! Yep. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.